Genesis chapter 5 for a little while this morning. Genesis chapter 5. I want to read just a few verses here. Beginning with verse 21. And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years and begat sons and daughters, and all the days of Enoch were three hundred sixty and five years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. We don't have a whole lot to go on with this man. It's not uh, listed often. We don't see that he did a whole lot of things. Just really a, a short paragraph about him. And yet what we find here in this paragraph about him... Um, brings a, a subject to us that would interest us. Not only do we find it about Enoch, but we find it about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. You go back into Genesis chapter 3, and uh, in verse number 8, when, when Adam and Eve sinned and God came into the garden again, it says that he came and walked in the cool of the garden, and he heard, they heard him come, they heard his voice must have been something. Abraham walked with God. <laughs> Elijah walked with God. The prophets walked with God. All these people that walked with God are listed for us in the Old Testament. We understand, I understand, I, I believe that the Old Testament gives us uh, an understanding about these uh, characters, these people, these men and women that followed God, lived for God as an example for us to follow, but you and I that live in, in our day, following the New Testament era, we have the Holy Spirit in a different sense than what they had then. And what it speaks to me, what it says to me is that if they could walk with God in such a way that we find it recorded in Scripture, then how much easier... It is or should be for us. Out of this passage, these, first, these four verses that I've read out of uh, Genesis chapter 5, I can understand here that uh, uh, a, a title that could be put to this would be in companionship with God. That could be a title. Companionship with God. Sister Gibson mentioned in Sunday school, just briefly referring to uh, Edwards' message that he had for us Wednesday evening, and using uh, Wednesday the example of a, of a man that had uh, suffered greatly at the hands of what would be considered enemies. And if, if that man, as Sister Gibson was mentioning, if, if that man would hear about our problems or our difficulties, he would... He would think they are of no consequence. I don't remember the exact words that she used, but she was bringing that thought out. I, 
I think that the, I wonder if that could be a possibility here with these Old Testament people. They would look at us and think, you know, you guys have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is this comforter that come that, that came. And, and Jesus said that when I go away, the comforter will come, that there will be this spirit of God that will come up beside you and, and to help you. He'll be the paraclete. He'll be a comforter, a guide, an indwelling. I wonder if sometimes these Old Testament characters would look at us and say, wow, you guys really struggle. I want to lift out of this passage this morning, Enoch walked with God. There's conditions to walking with God. There are some conditions to walking with God. I'd like to give four of them if I have time this morning. I do. Uh, I am I'm aware of the clock, and I know that there's a funeral that some want to attend and need to attend this afternoon. But um, just let's just look for a little bit at, at conditions to walking with God. The first one is very simple. It's nothing profound at all, but we have to be going the same way. If we're walking with God, we're going to have to be going the same way. We're going to have to be walking carefully and cautiously. Now, I don't mean carefully and cautiously in the sense that we're constantly looking over our shoulder in the sense that God is ready to strike us down. That's not what I mean by cautiously or carefully. But I'm talking about cautiously and carefully in that we are concerned that we are walking with him and not expecting him to walk with us in our errancy. I think that far too often that we, that we as church people, let me make it as general as possible this morning because that's really where it is and yet it comes down to you and I being the possibility of that as well, that we in the midst of all of our Christian liberty, in the midst of all of our New Testament grace and liberty that we have and freedom that we have, that we lose sight of the carefulness that is necessary to walk in the same direction with God. And we do have Christian liberty. Thank God for Christian liberty. Thank God for the grace that he has provided. Thank God for the freedoms that we have in serving him, that we, we are not into a straight jacket and, and constantly feeling the pressures, or, but it's a, it's a relationship, it's a companionship, and walking with him and wanting to have that companionship of our Heavenly Father, of the Holy Spirit, and, and carefully carefully walking with him, cautiously walking with him. We have to be going the same way, walking carefully. In that walk carefully and in that walk with him, in that step-by-step walk with him, there's another aspect that must be brought out, and that is that there must be a love in that walk, walking in love. We cannot, uh, we cannot ignore it. We cannot diminish it. We can't argue ourselves around it. Jesus tells us in the New Testament that it's going to be by love that others will know that we're of the Father. That 
that any time that there's something going on that is portraying or expressing anything besides love, then we need to stop what we're doing and carefully, carefully look at what is taking place and how we can fix the problem. Because love is the key to what Jesus is saying. The world will know that you are my disciples because you have love for the brother and that you love one another. I'm afraid sometimes we try to redefine love to include our little problem or our little uh, uh, chip on the shoulder, could I say. Have you ever met somebody with a chip on the shoulder? Have you ever been somebody with a chip on the shoulder? It's easy for us to pinpoint all those around us that have a chip on their shoulder, that, that have this problem or this issue, and, and it's really difficult to love that person. It's really difficult to, to walk with that person in this walk with God. It's really difficult to show love to a world around us because of this person. But really, if we are walking with him, if we are uh, walking with God, then we are walking carefully and walking carefully in love. The third thing that I look at here is I uh, am looking at the... uh, I'm going the same way as God's going. I'm walking with him going the same way is that I'm going to have to walk in the light that I have. I think we have to be careful here. I want to be careful here. Walk in the light that we have. It's pretty easy for us to receive light that God speaks to us about something, that God lays his finger on something, that God pinpoints something in our life. Maybe it's in the private place of devotions. Maybe it's in the quiet of the, of the nighttime. Maybe it's just simply at work or doing something in the way of labor, that God comes in the quiet of his voice and he speaks to us. Maybe it's in the, the exuberance of revival or camp meeting that God, the Holy Spirit, comes and speaks to us and he shares something with us. He gives us light on something. So what is that? Well, maybe it's something that he's told us not to do or something that he's told us to do. I'm not talking about the Ten Commandments, the these and the thous that are involved there and the thou shalt nots and the thou shalts and all that stuff that goes on with the Ten Commandments. I'm not talking about those. Those are universal. Those belong to everybody. I'm talking about something that God the Holy Spirit comes to your heart and to my heart and it comes, he comes differently to yours than to mine. He may tell you to do or not do something that he doesn't tell me to do or not do. But then again, he might tell me the same. But because so-and-so's spiritual and so-and-so's godly and they don't do that, they don't mind that, they don't follow that. To, but, and so I, 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 uh, I justify and I push that off. If I'm going to be walking with God, I'm going to have to walk in the light that he has given me. And I cannot go back on light. If I go back on light, if you go back on light, if there's somebody that's going back on light, then they are out of step with 
God. Enoch walked with God. Now, I don't think that everybody that walked with God in the same sense that Enoch did, that God took him. I think there were other people that walked with God. Jonah was one that surely walked with God. We know that that Abraham had a special relationship with God. There was a communication there. There was a special bond. Surely the companionship of walking together was uh, could be could be said of Abraham and God. But we only find that God took, there's only a record of God taking two, and Enoch is one of them. And you go over into the book of, of the Kings, and, or books of the Kings, and you'll find this other man named Elijah that, that God took. But they had, a, they had a special companionship. And as you look at the, the, uh, the theology of the Scripture... You look at who God is and what he represents and and all the things about God and his holiness, you have to come to the conclusion. There's no way around it that we have to come to the conclusion that these people that walked with God was walking, they were walking in the light that they had. They could not be walking with God in this kind of companionship unless they were walking in their light. Conditions to walking with God, walking the same way. Walking the same way. Staying in that way with him. That brings us to the second thought here in in the conditions to walking with God. And in some ways it's already been stated, but let me just uh, restate it in some different words. That walking with God means, or a condition to walking with God means that I'm going to have to walk in harmony. Harmony would include that uh, relationship that I have with God as well as that relationship that I have with mankind. Everything that lies within me to live peaceably. Walking together in harmony. Walking together at the same pace. It's nothing profound, is it? We just understand it to be that way. You can't really walk with somebody unless you're walking uh, together at the same pace. It's hard to communicate unless you are walking together at the same pace, step by step and in step, you could even say. Fourthly, we have, to, we have to keep walking. I could spend a lot of time here, and I'm not going to. The, the minute hand on the clock is moving rapidly. 
You say, well, why do you need to spend any time here? Keep walking. Don't quit. Yeah, that's just, that's just uh, self-explanatory. That, that's not a difficult thing. And yet it may not be difficult. And yet that is the number one thing that causes people to not walk with God is because they get weary in well-doing or something happens or somebody does something or something takes place around us and, and we get discouraged. We fall down. We trip up and we say, oh, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. So-and-so is such a hypocrite and I'm not going to be a part of that. And and so we throw in the towel and we say, I'm not quitting or I'm not going to keep going. I'm quitting. We're not talking about walking hand in hand with an individual. We're talking about walking hand in hand with God, the Holy Spirit. And in walking with God, we're going to have to do everything that we can to stay in. Don't get weary. I don't know why Paul had to put that in the Bible. Do you? Why did that have to be placed there? Because it ought to be easy for us to walk. It ought to be easy for us to have companionship with the Holy Spirit. It ought to be easy for us to walk in this grace that he has provided. It ought to be easy to walk in love because God has loved us and he knew us and yet he still loved us. It ought to be easy for us. The reason why it's not easy for us is because we have a great big enemy that will do everything that he can to make it impossible for us to walk with God. He'll do everything that he can to make it impossible for you to walk with God. The mountain that is in your life, the struggle that is in your life, it may not be all that big, but because of the compounding power of the enemy working in your life and driving you to pay attention to that problem, that molehill, as it were. You say, preacher, you're offending me because you're saying my problem is a molehill. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm not trying to make anybody think that their problem is so insignificant that they need to cast it off and, and just ignore it, that there's, a, that there's no need for struggle. And yet, really. And yet, really. I know our feelings get hurt. I know somebody steps on our toes. I know there's a problem that can exist. But keep walking. Keep walking. Turn that over to God. Give that over to God. I believe it was Brother Buckler that said it at camp, and I've heard it a number of times. I've heard it all my life, I suppose, that those things that give us problem or those things that give us grief carry around that old mystery bag and put it in the mystery bag and say, I'll I'll talk to God about it when I get to heaven. I know, I know none of us are dumb enough to, or, or, or simple enough to believe that we're going to take that mystery bag to heaven. We're not going to worry about those things when we get there. And if we're not going to worry about those things when we get there, then let's not worry about them while we're here. Just put them in the mystery bag. That's good preaching, Brother Ziegler. Oh, I know, I know it's good preaching for me too. I told Edward after church Wednesday night, I said, what were you doing? You was preaching to me? You preaching at me or what? He said something as he walked away. If the shoe fits, wear it. 
think he said something like that. And it's real. That's true. If the shoe fits, wear it. If there's a problem that's causing you to stumble, if there's an issue that's causing you to to faint, if there's a problem that's causing you to draw back, then get rid of the problem. I'm not talking about pushing somebody completely out of your life. I'm talking about get rid of the problem. The problem is that we use things as crutches and we use things as excuses and we use things as a reason not to do It'll be worth it all when we see Jesus. I didn't intend to go this long. Conditions to walk with God. Go the same way. Walk in harmony. Walk at the same pace. And keep on going. Let's stand together this morning. Praise God. Look forward to seeing you back again tonight at 630 some for six o'clock services. Let's ask the Lord for his touch tonight. If you think about it, I should have mentioned it before we had prayer. Pray for Shannon and Aaron as they travel. The Lord would bless them with his presence and uh, strength as well as they begin this new life together. Let's hold them up in prayer. You've heard me say it before, but let me say it again. We must, we must build a wall of prayer around our young married couples. God would touch each one of them. Amen. Praise God. Janae, would you dismiss us this morning?